This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Not sure about how, how you all are doing with the polar vortex, but some of us are thawing out. We actually have the sun out in Colorado where I'm based, and I, I've been amazed by some of the photos, especially the, uh, the ice bubbles that are floating around. They're extraordinarily cool. Well, here's what we're going to be doing today so your copy doesn't get iced, so your covers don't get iced, so a variety of things don't get in trouble, which are just key to the creation of not only your book, but the copy that you do, your articles you do, your blogs you do, really part of your branding that you're all about, and it's really what my guest for the hour calls his key message copy platform. So we're going to be jumping into that um, as we go along because it's absolutely critical to understand that what you write um, has so much to say about really who you are. And from, I mean, I'm guilty sometimes those typos get away or sometimes I'm moving so fast that I don't catch something because my brain says it's fixed anyway and I just don't. With we is going to be Casey Demchak and Casey has an amazing background. He's an author himself. He wrote a book called The Ultimate Sales Writing uh, and, Ult- and Essential Sales Writing Secrets. He's a he's participated in a variety of other chapters. He's one of our go-to people that and uh, even for our own work. And he has uh, written several uh, workbooks for authors and business people and the a variety to work on. And he's also very tuned in, too, about brand imaging with what goes around in the copy. And you can find him at Casey Demchaks, E-E-M-C-H-A-K dot com. But we're going to talk about how to really take your copy and what you do so that it is absolutely um, critical the way it goes across everything that you are presenting to the public, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in a written, printed format that's out there, actually what comes across out of your mouth. So with that, let's welcome Casey. Hi, Casey. How are you today? I'm doing great, Judith. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm I'm really actually loving warming up here a little bit. Yes, me too. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's been nippy. Um, Casey, yeah. let's talk about what this thing is called a key message copy platform that you like to talk about. And and why do authors need one? A, a key message copy platform, <clears throat> um, to put it simply, is a central messaging document where you want to develop and house all of your key marketing messages for your book. And once it's completed, it then serves as a springboard 
for creating your website pages, your sales sheets, um, social media tweets, um, sales landing pages for your book, any any marketing piece you want to create for your book, instead of creating it on a make-it-up-as-you-go basis, you want to start with a key message copy platform. And the reason you want to do that is because when you put out numerous different marketing pieces, you want to have a very consistent voice and message behind within all of your marketing materials because repetition builds reputation. So you want your marketing messages to be very consistent, and it's extremely important to do that these days when there's so many more uh, marketing channels, digital and traditional, whereas, you know, it used to be limited to more traditional marketing channels. Now with social media and online uh, tools, there's so many more ways to get your message out. So it's, but there's so many other messages out there that in order for your messages to make an impact, you need to be very consistent and persistent. And the best way to do that is to work from a copy platform. And and so if I was to try to visualize what this what this document would look like, is it like an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. or or what would it no, be? No, it's a uh, it's a Word document. It's strictly for you, so it's not something you're going to be giving out to people. And I would say for mm-hmm. for authors, you know, just having a nice four, five, six page copy platform. And I typically divide them into sections, and we can go over what some of the sections would be. Mm-hmm. But it's just think of it as a Word document, and, and it's something fluid. You, you know, I, I think it's really good to work on it while you're working on your book, and you just kind of refine it as you go. And so, the, and you can you can you can do it primarily with bullet points, whatever format you're comfortable with. I've written a bunch of them, and I don't think no two have been set up exactly the same way, but. Basically, a, a word document, which is something writers should be very comfortable with. So it's something they can access, copy, paste, copy, paste, move it around, that kind of thing? Yeah, so that when you, you know, if you're going to put together, let's say you complete your copy platform, and you've got a nice four, five, six-page Word document, so when you want to put together your web pages, you've got messaging you can draw from. You can cut and paste it. You know, but typically for the different pieces you do, you're going to edit it and massage it a little bit. But then if you go to do a sales sheet, let's say, or even your back book cover inside flap, you're going to be working with very consistent messaging. So when you're done, you know, let's say over the course of marketing your book over several months, when you lay out the different pieces you've worked on, if you've, if you've drawn from your key message copy platform, you'll find that your messaging is very consistent and persistent. If you make things up as you go, put those pieces together one at, one at a time on a as-you-need-them basis, and then six months later, look at, look, look at all of them, most likely the messaging is going to be kind of inconsistent and choppy. So when you're talking about your key message platform, then it will obviously have in keywords that that you have done your research on to make sure that they are the grabbers and the connectors with who you're trying to reach out also within the social media realm. Yeah, you want to have your keywords in there, and um, you know you want to have them blended artfully within your copy. You don't want to obviously have it look like you're just forcing a bunch of keywords, but you know your keyword research hashtag. But I think even more importantly is just the way you talk about your book, the marketing messages, the voice you choose, kind of you know the the conversational tone that you use to talk about your book, or you know that pitch you give people. You want you want all of that to be very consistent throughout the course of your marketing. It's just so much easier to do if you're drawing from a, a central messaging document. 
So when you're when you're talking about that kind of thing, you know, the the pitching and the consistency and all that, then you, it does tie in perfectly with what I was saying. With it does um, cement that that branding that you're trying to be um, out there. Mm-hmm. That be true. Yeah. Right. Oh yes, definitely. I mean, just think about a lot of consumer products. <clears throat> you know, major brands. You know, when they start a mm-hmm. campaign, it has a very coherent look and feel. The messaging is very consistent, and the way you position it, you know, I mean, for example, there's a lot of, let's say, kind of self-help books out there. Some of them are positioned themselves as kind of the more high-end Dr. So-and-so deep kind of, um, you know, book where it's much more high-end. It's it's going to a, a crowd that is very well-read, and then there's other self-help books that, you know, it's the practical guide for the everyday guy and person who has, you know, simple words, you know, solutions in simple words, you know, kind of for every man type of writing style. So you want your messaging to help position your book. And mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to, to be consistent with that when your messaging is consistent, obviously. Well, that makes sense. So when you have worked with other authors, what are I always I usually end up with asking questions, but I think I'm gonna throw it out in the beginning. What are the mistakes that are consistently done, Casey, here? You know, the, the biggest mistakes I see are sometimes writers will focus a lot on what their book is about, but not as much on what people are going to get out of their book. You know, you really want to focus on emotional benefits or the yeah, what's in it for me aspect of a book. So it isn't, it isn't always, you know, here's what the book is about, but here's what you're really going to get out of it. You know, here's, and depending on the type of book it is, you know, you, you want to ask yourself, you know, what pain point am I kind of helping my audience with? You know, what, 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 how am I satisfying them? You know, what are they? What are they really going to get out of my book? So the biggest mistake I see is writers who just talk about what what a book is about and not so much what people really get out of the book. And that's how you hook people is through emotional marketing mm-hmm. messages. Yeah, you know that's the same thing that we go over all the time with how to pitch your book and what it's about. That they don't get that they want to go in actually deep into the belly button of how they created their book which most people don't want to hear about right now um, because they they want to know how this is going to make, kiss them and make them better. Yeah. And then, you know, another mistake I see is writers often are too modest um, to kind of separate themselves from a lot of the clutter out there. You really need to be strong in your convictions. So when you talk about your book, you really want to, uh, come across as a, as a, you know, a thought leader, a voice of authority. And, you know, don't be, don't be, say, you know, don't say things or write things like, I believe that this or that. You just want to say, you know, make a very definitive statement. You don't want to water it down with, well, I believe and I think, and, or my, in my opinion, um, be very straightforward. You know, don't say, in my opinion, I think it's green. Say, it is green. You know, have a voice that, uh, stands out and I think a good way to tell if you're doing your job on that is when if people disagree with you um, you know you're being somewhat provocative and, and creating a discussion and that's a good thing mm-hmm. well I've always I've been amused when people will say in my humble opinion and I'm right thinking, don't be humble 
<laughs> I mean, be humble, but but I mean, be humble, but but be uh, be authoritative. Take a stand and have convictions. Versus, in my outrageous opinion, or in my grossly incorrect right. opinion, or fill in the right. blank. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What other? You know, what like, other? I'm not gonna. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, I'm not going to say, you know, gee, in my opinion, I think it's a good idea to create a key message copy platform. for You need to create a key message copy platform. You got it. No doubt All right. We're gonna, we'll be right back with lots more from Casey Kemchev about key message platforms. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with? If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. stuff do you want to sell books lots of them if yes you must take credit cards the most widely used form of payment today the free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners no contract all equipment is free extremely low rates and no termination fees ever contact alan dean at alan at the free or call him at 303-668-6828 Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract Author You deal. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and 
book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the rockstar radio network if you want to write and publish a book if you want to be successful as an author your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask is for you stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith bryles Well, Casey and I were talking off the air about some of the gremlins, computer gremlins that were out here during the holidays. He lost a couple of systems computers, and I had one go wacko. And everyone I've talked to, it's like, I, is Mercury in retrograde again? That's what usually people yeah. say, but <laughs> which, which I'm not sure about. But anyway, it's it's been a technology challenge. Um, Casey, you were, were certainly focusing on the key message copy platform and why it's critical and important for the author. And you mentioned sections um, of it in the and so let's talk about the sections. Identify them. What goes in them? Um. You know, the first section you want to have is a nice author biography. So you want to have a nice bio about yourself. In these days, um, kind of the old school, you know, academic style bio or corporate style bio isn't, uh, it's kind of going by the way, uh, going by the wayside a bit. You want to make your bios a little more passionate. You want to kind of speak in the first person and, and, and talk about, you know, what you're passionate about in your writing and why you write what you write and how you can be, how, how you want to help people. So it's not, you can still have, you know, your, your background about how many books you've sold or your academic background and things you've been published in and things like that, but you really want to make sure that you're giving a heartfelt message about how, you know, you, what you're passionate about and how you can help people. Um, you also want to have a nice little section, and this is just kind of an internal message, but write what is unique about you that you might be able to use to get the attention of the media. Now, if you're an author who has, you know, a best-selling author and you've sold a whole gazillion books, right there you've got a hook. Here's why the media might be interested in me. But if, you're, if it's your first book or second book or something, maybe there's something in your past that makes you interesting, something that you can use as an interesting antidote or something about yourself that can help um, get attention for you. Mm-hmm. Then you want to you want to have a nice description of your target audience. A lot of people fail to overdo that, but you want to really get clear on who's going to buy my book. Who am I really trying to appeal to? And then, of course, that will help you write your material towards that audience. But you want to get very clear 
on who your um, audience is. And then think about also a nice little section on the pain point your book addresses. And I use the word pain point as kind of an overall term. It may be the curiosity that your book addresses or the passion or the, you know, does some other desire or something like that. But what, what, how is your book going to grab people? Like if you're writing romance novels, you know, ten, people tend to read lots of romance novels. If they read five, they tend to read more because they, you know, mm-hmm. they're looking for some sort of emotional satisfaction. So get clear on, you know, kind of the pain point or the curiosity or whatever that, that your book is going to address. And also add in your platform any kind of market research facts and figures. This is a good place to put keywords and hashtags, things like that that really apply to your book or any, or any statistics that you're going to be using a lot. That way they're always right at your fingertips. You also want to have a nice little section on you. What is your unique selling proposition? Um, that would be kind of what is the one tentpole benefit about your book that you can really hang your hat on and build a campaign around. So if you're going to give a 20-second pitch about the benefit of reading your book, what would be that one main unique selling proposition? That's really good to have that um, identified. You also want to have a nice emotional selling proposition, which may be very similar to your unique selling proposition, but you, you know, how are you going to grab people emotionally? Are you going to scare them? Are you going to <laughs> enlighten mm-hmm. them? Or are you going to make them feel passionate? You know, write a nice, your, your number one message uh, that's built around the emotion that you're trying to generate. Okay. It's also good to write a nice product positioning statement. In that, again, I touched on that earlier, but how do you want your pro- book to be perceived? Do you want it to be like, the sim- simple practical guide to accomplishing X, or do you want it to be the more intellectual, upscale, high-end um, book? You know, so think about how you want people to perceive your book and write a nice uh, statement about how you want it to be perceived because that's going to influence your artwork. It's going to in- influence the conversational voice you use in your writing. Then you also want to have a nice section that includes a bunch of testimonials and reviews. You always want to have those on plan. And then and then pretty much the rest of your marketing platform is you just want to write a, a nice set of, of benefit-driven key key messages about your book. And there's, there's a way to go about doing that that I could uh, kind of give you some before and afters on if you'd like to hear that. Oh, I'd love it. And, you know, I'm thinking as I'm writing down these sections as you're talking – um, if you're, if, if you've got something that you can publicly say or recently that you've worked on, or you could use as an example, um, of an actual book, that would be, I think, great for people to understand. Okay. So what is a product position statement? Tell me, so I know what it sounds like instead of just, yeah, you know, I, <clears throat> yeah, product positioning, kind of, kind of the way I always look at it is quadrants there's there's a there's there's like you know a great way to explain product positioning is cars and beer you know that's how i always explain it (laughs) okay you know you've never you've never seen a guy wearing a suit and tie in a budweiser commercial you know it's men it's blue collar guys after work in the pool hall on the on the job site you know very blue collar um whereas you think of um you know amstel light or the old Heineken commercials. It was always the 
lawyers and doctors after work. Everybody was dressed very nice or something. So beer uh, companies are really good at positioning their beer. It's like, you know, all their ads, their colors, the, the way the bottle's designed, everything is, okay, this is the white color beer or the blue color beer. Cars are, are, have always been positioned the same way. You know, Volkswagen is positioned as the cute, affordable, sporty little car as compared to a Mercedes-Benz. You know, Cadillac has always been kind of the high-end um, establishment car, and in recent years they've tried to make themselves look more sporty. Kind of like, so So think of cars and beer. You know, they, they, they always figure out this is our crowd, and they position all their artwork and everything accordingly. So you want to, as, an, as our listeners, they need to think, okay, if I'm looking up, I'm writing my book, I'm doing whatever, and I, or I'm at a, a book signing or a celebration, and I look up and the absolutely ideal buyer is in front of me, what do they drive? Do they drive a Mercedes, BMW, Caddy, or do they drive a VW or, <laughs> or a sports car? Or yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, there were there was my mom used to read Irma Brombach books. I think was uh-huh. her name. You know, yep. there were these there, there was, and you know her writing. It was very much geared towards kind of like you know, moms raising kids, and here's what you go through. You know, and my mom used to really relate to her stuff. So the, the, the her book was positioned towards kind of that. You know, the the mom who has a couple kids in school, and she's got to deal with taking running mm-hmm. around to soccer games and all that. So. You know, her artwork, artwork, the conversational style was all geared towards that crowd. That was her market. Mm-hmm. Now, and basically those were kind of like, you know, humorous self-help books in a way. It's like, hey, here's somebody I can relate to telling me how my life is. Whereas there's other, you know, uh, self-help books. Let's say Louise Hay books, you know, some of the Hay House books. They're going more towards a new, new age spiritual crowd so they're written in a voice that appeals to that crowd the artwork and everything else appeals to that crowd so when you think of your book you definitely want to think how do i want people to perceive this am i kind of the witty down-to-earth irma brombach or more of the high-end louise hay kind of you know or 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 somewhere in between or Mm -hmm. does that make sense absolutely so it's but it but it it's always amazing me to Casey. I mean, you've been around authors now for a while that when you ask them who their book is for, they stumble. And yeah. they, the uh, unclarity is absolutely actually stunning to me many, many times because they don't really think about it. Because uh, one of the classic things is, well, it's for everyone. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Mm-hmm. And and I've always felt the more you niche yourself down, the bigger the opportunity that you can become the kingpin or queenpin in the pond as you go forward with that. Um, it, it's, it's absolutely yeah. critical. So, all right. Oh, and so yeah, we've got, yeah, yeah. I would say I, I can give you an example from my own my own writing. Um, years ago, I started writing a lot of how-to articles. and Okay, I, you know I what? I'm going to ask up. you to hold that example because we're going to go to our bottom-of-the-hour break, and we'll come back and okay. get that. So hold on to that, and then Nick Zellinger will join us for a couple of minutes with a hot tip for the new year with interior and exterior design.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Often we have one of our sponsors join us, and NZ Graphics has been with us from the get-go, and Nick Zellinger is with us with three hot tips for 2014 for authors and writers. What's up, Nick? Hi, Judith. Happy New Year. Well, I've got three strong suggestions here. Number three, uh, I have three of them, but the first one is uh, in our in author's uh, desire, as we call it, rush to print. In other words, they really want to get a copy copies out sooner than really uh, they should be, uh, I would suggest run, doing a short run of what we call ARC copies, and those are advanced reader copies. You can go to use a POD like CreateSpace or Snowfall Press or Lightning Source, whatever, and get a small run uh, that designates the book as an advanced reader copy that you can send out mm-hmm. to 25, 50, 75 
of your peers or uh, people for re advanced reviews and last-minute corrections so that you don't um, you know, get embarrassed by that you've you know, ordered 5,000 books and you've had uh, numerous misspellings that you didn't catch. So that would be a really mm -hmm. good way to uh, uh, get your book out fast enough uh, in a small quantity at least, but at least get some things corrected before you invest in a full print run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know and what I will add on? Is, uh, let, let, yeah. me, let me, before you jump ahead, uh, let me add on. One of yeah. our sponsors is Total Printing uh, Systems. They do one of the best jobs of ARCs of any of the printers that I know. They're very fast. I mean, they look, I've had people say to me, if my copies that are really printed would look this good, I'd be happy. So that's true. They do a marvelous job. Yeah. They're almost like yeah. their finished product right off the bat. Yeah. 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 So and then, uh, in, in, yeah. In, in that regards, you know, if, if you when you are printing, when you're going away from POD and using something like Total Print Solutions or uh, uh, a traditional printer, I would consider upgrading your cover and adding French folds or flaps. And those are mm -hmm. uh, that gives the uh, your cover the look and feel of a dust jacket and a hardcover book without the cost of a hard uh, mm -hmm. cover book. And uh, and generally they're about three and a half inches wide, but they give the feel. And it's a very uh, upgraded look to your to your cover, uh, and it really uh, we've had you and I've had a number of authors that mm -hmm. have taken that and used that. Yep. So it's a great way to really upsell your book. Yeah, it does, and, and then, also it gives you mm -hmm. more what we call real estate that you as the cover designer can get a little bit more copy and spread it around a little bit, which is always better. And it gives that back uh, flap as a good bio copy, um, which I it think does. is good. You've got more and, marketing landscape. And, and, yeah, yeah, it's a bookmark, and it acts as a bookmark, which is yep. very cool. That's very true. You can have them perfed and use them as bookmarks, so they're really great. So it's a really mm -hmm. great look. And then um, number one is uh, relates a little bit to what you and Casey have been talking about. When you are uh, an author and you are working with a book designer, they're going to give you cover layouts. So when you get to that stage of critiquing your designs and deciding what cover is the right cover for you, uh, it, it's a great idea, instead of being overwhelmed by all these great designs or underwhelmed, depending on who you're working with, but mm -hmm. keep a copy of your uh, key message copy platform in front of you and use that as a reference. And look, keep that there so that when you're critiquing these cover designs, you can ask your questions like, is that art, is that design reflect my message and my platform mm. so that you can be in line with your, you know, your cover design can be in line with what your book is really all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course it's helpful if you do know what that book's about. <laughs> um, so you well, that's can, true. That's the first. <laughs> <laughs> so you can articulate it challenge. to you. Yeah, and and then I also would say in in you know working with you as many times as I've had with book covers uh, and and interior as well, is that that a lot of times it takes a, a little bit of brewing for the right book cover to pop out. It's not going to be rarely is it going to be on the first pass. At least that's my experience. Very rarely, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're lucky, but most of the time it's uh, it's uh, you know a progression of. Uh, of work and, and you may have an inkling of an idea or that idea may take you some another, another path which also works too so it's a process and it's a collaboration for sure mm -hmm. for sure all right well happy yeah. new year and thank Same you for you. your tips all right take care thanks okay care. Bye -bye. all right so casey um mm -hmm. we were talking about sections and you were going to tell we were we were into beers and cars 
Um, and, and and so we were going to do blue and white collar. So I think those actually are all critical things for everyone to think about. You know, is their reader a blue collar person or a red collar person or are they a white collar person? Um, you know, and, and yeah, you really, you need really to want to know your absolutely. You and, really and, want you to know, know your target market. You bet. And and what about their sophistication level? Are they savvy? Are they intelligent? Are they educated? You know, or are they kind of the seat of the pants? And they've, you know, where where have they come from? I think it's, if you will put that together from the very beginning, it will make what Casey's talking about so much easier in this development. So you were going to share a story that you had, an example. I was, you know, a, a good example of why you need to know your target market very well and I can, uh, from my own experience, um, several years ago, I started, when I wrote my first book, Essential Sales Writing Secrets, um, the reason I use the word sales writing, and I still do, is, is my books and ebooks are more geared towards small business owners um, who maybe can't hire a copywriter, so they have to write a lot of their own marketing materials. And I did some small business workshops early on where I promoted them as copywriting workshops. Now, the more corporate, you know, marketing communications people who, who hire me, I mean, they, they know what a copywriter is and what a copywriter does. When I went did small business workshops, some of the people who came thought the workshop was going to be on trademarks and patents, copywriting. I went, oh, copyrights. And so they made it mm-hmm. very clear to me that, mm-hmm. you know, no, we want to know about the, the term they use was sales writing not copywriting, um, you know, marketing was fine, but, you know, sales writing is a niche part of, copywriting is a niche part of um, marketing, but the term they related to was sales writing, not copywriting, because the copywriting confused them. So by knowing my target market, I started, you know, titling articles and blogs and things accordingly. So you really need to know who's going to be reading your stuff so you can, you know, make sure you got little things like that covered. Exactly, and sometimes you may have to make up your own phrase that makes it fit, like you, your sales writing, which was what you did, um, which you absolutely knew it meant copywriting, but they didn't. Right, and people would say to me, we want to know about that uh, sales writing. How do I sell more stuff to teach me about sales writing? So I went, sales writing it is. Exactly. All right. So when you have that... Um, you know, one of the things I think a lot of people might wonder, well, so when do I do this? What's At what stage do I start thinking about this key message copy platform business? Do I do it before or after I finish the book? You know, I would suggest um, while you're writing the book or even before you're writing the book, if you wait till you're completely done with the book, there, you know, it, it might seem like an uphill slog. Like, I just wrote this book. I've got... You know, I'm having the book laid out. I'm reviewing cover designs, and now I've got this big project on the side here. Uh, I have to create a marketing platform. Create it while you're working on the book. That way, it's something you can work on a little bit at a time. You can massage it and refine it as you go, and it's much easier to do that way because you can you know, maybe pick 20, 25 minutes here and there to work on it. I had an interesting uh, thing this last fall. I wrote a messaging platform for Peggy McCall, who was uh, going to put out a new book, and I asked her if she had a copy of the book for me to look at, and she goes, no, I haven't written it yet. You know, let's do the marketing platform. So we wrote this whole marketing platform for her before she had written a word of the book. So you can actually 
um, write it before the book, because if you do, sometimes it might even help you and guide you. It might really help you get clear on what is my book really mm-hmm. about and what am I really trying to get across. Mm-hmm. So the I guess for our listeners, it, when, if you ask the, the question, when do you start this, before, during, or after, the immediate response would be, if well, you do it right now, and better the yeah. better answer is you do it before you even started the process. But no matter where yeah, you are that, in the process, if you haven't done it, the answer is now. Do it now, yeah. And, and, and if you're just starting a book, I would say start it now. If you've already written the book, start it now. But in, but in future books, you know, gosh, write a book. You know, write the first draft before you even write the book. And then while you're writing the book, you can always go back through it and be refining it. You know, because you okay. really want to massage it and refine it and get it down. Right. So if you were, um, so there's kind of two ways to do this. You do it all yourself, correct? Or you you engage someone to help you with it. I mean, I, I don't see any other ways to get around this. So what if someone right. has no plans to write it, um, to, to do their own marketing materials? I mean, are, is this different? Marketing materials, is this different from the platform? Well, you know, like I said earlier, the, 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 the completed messaging platform is a springboard from which you can write all those materials. But if you decide, hey, I'm not going to write, you know, I, I'm going to have somebody else write the marketing materials. That's just not my bailiwick. It's not what I want to do. I would still say write a messaging platform anyway. And since you're not going to write all the marketing materials, maybe that marketing platform doesn't have to be as refined and polished as it would be if you were going to write those marketing materials. But if you engage a copywriter, someone like myself, you know, say, you know, I want you to write my marketing materials, the first thing mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you is, well, other than other than your book, giving me a copy of your book, what else you got? You got any 50-word descriptions, rough drafts of, you know, a, a shot you took at writing a back book cover, what do you got? You know, I'm always, what can I get my hands on other than just the book? So if you even oh, write a absolutely. rough... absolutely. Yeah. Right. So if, you, if you're going to have somebody else work on it, you still want to at least put together a nice rough draft of some kind of a messaging platform so that you can give it to the person who is going to write your marketing for you. Yeah, then and they let can them take do it their magic. really give it a polish <laughs> and do their right. magic. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going we're gonna to take our final break. When we come back, I want Casey to focus on some hot copywriting tips in our last 12 and a half minutes with you. This is Judith Bryles. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contracts, all equipment is free, extremely low rates, and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. 
Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both AuthorU and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract AuthorU deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Browse is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is Casey Demchek, and Casey's a copywriting, he does coaching, he's, he's inspirational, he's, he gooses people really to stretch their thoughts into words that really hook and stay with them. And you can find him at Casey Demchek, and that's D-E-M-C-H-A-K dot com. And, uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at Casey Demchek. 
at the ad side. But I asked Casey before he came back if he could identify very quickly before we get into some of these hot copywriting tips, some of the key emotional grabbers that people can tie in when people are asking you what your book does. And he, he we we're going to do some one words for you. So Casey, jump in here. You know, some of the words uh, I've jotted down, like romance and passion, you know, people who read romantic books, you know, one after the other are are looking for that romantic kind of heartwarming rush that they get from that. Another one is, another word is thirst. People who are reading informational books about a different uh, topic, they want to know as much as they possibly can about it. So the the way you're grabbing them emotionally is you're satisfying a thirst. Another one is uh, fear. You know, a lot of people who read Stephen King novels, really why they want to read them, they want to curl up on the couch at night and get scared. You know, <laughs> uh, humor. You know, people, some people just at the end of a long, they love to laugh. So they're going to read a lot of different humorous books because they want to get a good chuckle. Um, people, a lot of people read uh, self-help books to avoid pain. Pain is a big thing. People want, how can I avoid pain? How can I feel better? Um so there's a, those are just some emotional grabbers, but always think about w- with your book. You know, I mean, if it's a book, a marketing book, it's going to help people make more money and they're going to feel better. You know, so always think about there's always some way that your book can grab people emotionally and you want to, you know, really know that and build a lot of messaging around that. So marketing and sales go making more money. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> if you want to show them how well, to do yeah, it. Well, yeah, because it's like, you yeah. know, you, you don't get, you don't, you know, like having a bunch of dirty dollar bills right in front of you doesn't do much for you or looking at a number on a bank statement, but it's the way it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Secure, you know, I mean, it comes into security and safety and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So secure, safety, all those things. All right, great. Yeah, it's all, right, all so emotional. Yeah, all emotional. And and so if you that goes back now to we, we wrote back to that key message copy platform that when you're putting that together, that those the, the unique proposition that, that brings along is going to satisfy those emotions. Did I get that right? Did I hear the message? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Copywriting tips. What should our listeners be doing, looking for as this year rolls? I'll out? give you some. I'll give you a few tips that really you can apply to any marketing piece you write, whether it's a web page, a sales page, a back book cover. Um, first of all, remember that your most valuable real estate is your headline. You want to have a good headline, and your headlines don't have to be zippy, witty, clever, sexy. The goal of the headline is to grab people, engage them, and drive them into your body copy. So they can be very simple headlines, benefit-driven headlines, maybe a thought-provoking question headline, something that gets people curious or engages them and drives them into the into your copies. And that can be something very simple. Another mm-hmm. big writing tip is before anybody reads your web page, your back book cover, or anything else you write, the first thing they're going to do is glance at it. And when they glance at it, you want it to look easy to read, fast and easy to read. And you do that by using maybe a nice headline, with a subhead, then your body copy, your paragraphs, you want them to be very short, maybe two to three lines, even one line, and then have some action-oriented bullet points, then maybe a couple more 
lines of copy, another subhead headline. You really want to break thing, things up so that it looks easy to read. You want to avoid having block paragraphs, you know, a paragraph with five or six lines of dark copy. People just look at it and go, eh, I really don't want to read that. Cause it, it's good. It, it's too, just, much work. <laughs> too much work. Too much work. And it may be brilliant stuff in there. You can... Um, I did some slides, I don't have them in front of me right now, in the past where I, I wrote something that looked very at-a-glance friendly, and then I took the exact same words and put it in a dark, chunky paragraph format, and I showed it to the audience and say, which one you want to read? Well, they, and they mm -hmm. all picked the one that looked easy to read, and I said, well, they say the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So people will, especially with web pages, if, if, they, if your web page just looks like it's going to be a chore to read, they just tune out. Mm -hmm. I, I know that one of the things I really got drilled into me, I wrote for 10 years for the business journals, and I learned to embrace a one-line paragraph. Um, it, it was a total different type of form of writing in, in many ways, but there is now, I, I get after authors for what I call paragraph perpetuity, and some of these paragraphs go on indefinitely. My God, I never think they're going to end. So I, that's one of the things that I do with authors' books when I'm working them on them as a book shepherd is I'm into the slash. Not always burning, but just slashing and breaking them up. Oh, yeah, nobody's ever going to complain that your stuff's too easy to read. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to, you know, no, nobody's ever going to turn away because your stuff looks too easy to read. That's mm -hmm. what I always tell people, you know. And it, it doesn't mean you're less intellectual because your copy's easy to read. It means more people are going to read it, which is what you want. Mm -hmm. So that really does come back into, now we're talking about a little layout type thing, but I, I had quite an, uh, a, a heated argument with a client just saying, she says, well, I, this is the way I like it. She's a very detailed, almost an engineering mind and all that. And I said, but what you are writing, your audience is not. And what you're failing to realize is you're not wanting to present as your audience wants to read things. And she just, yeah. you know, mm, critical. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing to get through to people sometimes. Is sometimes what you prefer is not what is not always the best route to go. But you you want to find out what works, which is sometimes different than what you prefer. I and know. I'll give you a quick example of that. Like mm -hmm. those, uh, if you go to a author web. Uh, a website where those pop-ups come up. They want you to sign up for their newsletter and get their free download, and these pop-ups mm -hmm. come up. You know, and a lot of people hate those. But you know, mm -hmm. you go to Marketing Sherpa or something like that, and those things work very well. So, so you're saying you use them? Are, are you saying use them versus not use them? Yeah, no, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't. I, would say I don't use either. Them. Yeah. yeah, nobody. I, no, I haven't met anybody who likes them, but the conversion rates are great. It's well, I, I, I guess I've always had the question. People say the conversion's great, but how many people leave or get tired? I mean, one of my, my pet peeves is I'm trying to read something, and all of a sudden one of those suckers jumps up, and I don't know how to get rid of it. Um, and sometimes in frustration, I just leave the website and never go back. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. And then what's cool about websites, too, now is that the analytics on them are just unbelievable. You know, you can you can really get some detailed reports if you have a good web person, you know, about what pages people are going to and how much time they're spending on the page. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think things like WordPress actually tell you some of those things too, you know, from where they come from and where they hang out, <clears throat> how many opens yeah. and all those. All right, we have like two minutes left. Anything, um, anything that you, when you're working, when you have an author working with you, um, is, is there a question that you wish that they would ask you that they don't think about asking? You know, what I if there's what I always tend to have to ask them questions. Um, and the biggest things I have to ask them is what are people going to get out of your book? I wish they would wish more people could tell me that. So I guess the, instead of a question, be like if there's something they could really tell me, what are people really going to get out of their book? That's a big one. Um, the other thing I have to tell them quite a bit too is to be is in their marketing materials write very confident call to actions. Tell people what to do next. Don't assume they're going to take an action without you telling them to take it. If you want them to order your book, tell them to order your book or, or download your free material or something like that. But So be very definitive of call to actions and know what emotion you're trying to get out of people. So it's a little reversal on I was something I wish they would something I wish they would ask me I would turn into. Here's something that I wish they had more information about before we talked. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it goes back to what I said earlier, and you and I have talked about how so few authors really think about who their reader is. Oh yeah, sit down and write a nice detailed detailed description of who your audience is. Do an exercise where you know you might. That's a really important thing to do. Is who who is my ideal person, or who is you know realistically who is my target mm-hmm. audience, and write about them. Um, okay, you're going to want to hear your marketing material to them perfect well Casey I want to thank you with me has been Casey Demchak you can find him if you need copywriting help Casey's a master at it you can his website's Casey Demchak C-H-D-E-M-C-H-A-K dot com Um, and and thank you for being with us on your guide to book publishing my pleasure Judith I really appreciate you having me on it was a lot of fun great All right. so we'll be all with you next part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith bry